Are you still eating a pollo, pollo loco? Never stop, baby. Okay. Uh, is Are you doing anything like taking Metamucil or probiotics or anything? Uh, I've literally changed nothing since mm-hmm. I was five years old. I, I, Which is also weird. <laughs> I am Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, welcome everybody to Dr. Drew After Dark. The show where we talk for you know sixty minutes or more about Brown. Uh, be sure to be sure to send those emails at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com and also the phone number for the voice messages, which I I, I can't get enough of them. Eight one eight two five three one six nine three. Eight one eight two five three one six nine three. And hopefully today I'll get to a bunch of them. Uh, now the the wiping debate goes on uh, as we've expressed on previous episodes. The uh, we asked seven, over around eighty thousand of you responded to the great wiping debate, and about seventy percent, two thirds essentially sit down. One third, surprisingly, still wipe standing up. And uh, before I get into these, uh, hopefully, I can get right into these uh, comments. But uh, you said something, Adam, last time we had this conversation that you had a big problem in Florida or something. Oh yeah, what happened? Uh, I shit myself in a Home Depot. Nice. Yeah, it That's was. It? That's the whole story. I mean, did you fill your pants or just sort of? Well, so I, I think it has to do with how I sneeze. Stupid. Ah, uh, uh, I told you I didn't. I tell my story about unloading on an airplane once. I was very close to that because I, yes. I shat myself twice in a Home Depot yeah. and at the airport. Yes, not fun. Not um, fun. yeah. So I had diarrhea and then like I felt a sneeze coming on uh, and I got super panicky. I'm oh, like, oh, oh boy, a lot of pressure is about oh, to come. Oh yeah. And so right as I'm about to enter the Home Depot, uh, I plug my nose mm. and then shit my pants <laughs> and. I was just like, okay, let's go to the Home Depot bathroom and throw my underwear out, which right. is... That's the move. That's the move. It really feels terrible, yeah. though. And it's... you got to get the paper towels and get them all wet and bring them in there in the stall with you. Oh, I didn't yeah. get wet paper towels or anything. Mm. I mean... The, the bo- you, you cleaned up... Razor, I just used it. the boxers. I was just like, this is going in the trash anyways. Oh, I see. Okay, this. okay. Nice move. Nice. nice. I mean, I used... Good, uh, you good know, technique. I used technique. one ply also because that's what was available. Good but. technique. Mm. And, and, and also before the mic's heated up, uh, Annie, you had some questions, some cardiac questions or something? Uh, yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor. I'll make it real quick. Basically, um, I got a, um, whatever the, the pulse thing, when the nurse comes in, she takes your pulse and your, your heart or blood pressure. Yep. Um, doc comes in, I was getting a refill for Addie. Doc comes in, she's a new doctor. My, my normal doctor's cool. This doctor wasn't fucking around. She was mad. She was like, uh, listen, I can't, I can't give you this. You're here for the Adderall refill. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I can't do that. These numbers are insane. Oh. And I'm like, uh, okay, but I mean, like, it's nothing new, right? Like, yeah, sure, it's 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 a lot, I'm sure, but not crazy. She's like, no, 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 no. This is like severe. Like, I would need to probably. I'm I'm surprised you're not here for blood pressure medication. Uh. Anyway, she gets on to saying that she was going to not refill my Adderall okay. for sure. Okay. Uh, and so I said, well, could it have been? Bless you. Thank you. Uh, I said, uh, could it have been a, a bad test? Like, yeah, maybe let's the nurse just, just took it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just do it again um, because yeah, I would hate to lose. Because she said I had to go get a blood pressure machine and I'm going to yeah, take yeah. two times a day. Do yeah, your yeah. Fun- I'm like, forget this. Nah, okay. we're going to pull out the superpower. So, and by the way, having a little bl- elevated blood pressure should sort of be here nor there with the Adderall. But go ahead. Well, I mean, she said um, that the Adderall increases blood pressure yeah, and my blood pressure was like extreme it's not, it's numbers. not that big like, a deal but anyway no? okay. nah. well, i'm gonna tell her that i'm gonna yeah. be like you got me fucked up yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> remember i am you know i am <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so uh so anyway uh, she's like yeah all right i'll send back in the nurse but like it's not gonna be that you know different more than likely i can't prescribe this to you ethically yeah. i'm yeah. like okay all right nurse comes back in does a second uh, blood pressure test mm-hmm. and i like you know, like I said, I'm, I'm ADHD, so I'm thinking about a billion things at once. Yep. I just died, basically. Like, okay. I sat there, and I just, like, like fucking turned off. Like, you, know you, like you do when you're standing over the toilet. Uh, no, because when I'm standing over the, the toilet, it's, it's, I'm allowing that brain to just go free. Like, think about whatever I you see. want. This, that's not this was this. focused. This, this was, was yeah, yeah, I am here. I yeah. am any. I okay. am breathing. You know, it's like everything was, was 
focused. Um, yeah, hundred percent focused. And she came back. She I, should have said, "I can't give you the Adderall because you have shown me you can. You have great focus. What's the deal here? Why do you even use that shit?" <laughs> well, I was on Adderall. <laughs> I was like my last one. So um, anyway, yeah. So the nurse leaves, and I heard her like arguing with the with the with the doctor outside. Like doctor was like, "Well, what'd you do the first time? Like, yeah. how, did he not? You know, whatever, whatever." And she, so she comes back and she's like, I can't, I've never seen this, but like, I mean, it, it's my, like, sorry for the confusion and everything. Wow. wow. So, nice. she, so yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'll prescribe you the Adderall. Everything's Gucci. But, uh, yeah, I, I did it once on, on stream and I thought it was a, like a, just a weird, you know, glitch. It's interesting. It, now I've done things. it twice. I think Co- I can lower my heart rate. Is yeah. Some people, yes, it's possible. And some people can't, but I will tell you what I would do if I were you, I would get a blood pressure cuff and check it periodically just to see if you're walking around like that once in the, you know, because even if you can control it, but you're still walking around like that, even 30 or 40% of the time, that's kind of a zone you would treat. Now, if it's once a week or something, your pressure pops up for a few minutes or an hour or something, no big deal. But if you're walking around a lot, and that's the whole idea, they want you to check your ambulatory blood pressure, so check it regularly throughout the day of the week, you should know that. You should know. That. So I would say get it, do get a blood pressure cuff and do keep an eye. Is there blood pressure elevation in your family? Uh, I don't know. On my, I imagine yes on my dad's side. I mean, my dad's the one who taught me to order everything with extra salt. So <laughs> uh, take a wild so, guess and say he's not doing too well. <laughs> so, but I would ask questions about that because because if it's in your family, it does have a heritability piece to it. So, um, what's the what's the worst? Let's say I just didn't do any of those things that you just said. Like, what's the worst possible? The worst thing that Drew, happens. Doesn't that question scare you when he asks? It, it that? doesn't. It scares me, but does not surprise me. So, and he's a curious fellow. Uh, and you have to, he has to, he needs to buy into anything that he's going to do. And I, I understand that. Um, right. Am I getting that right? Eddie? Oh yeah. Yo, you yeah. nailed it yeah. on me. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so here's, we call it the silent killer because people walk around with elevated blood pressure for years and don't know it. And what happens is it damages the vessels in the brain and you get either strokes or bleeding into your brain. Your heart sees that excess pressure and heart muscle, cardiac muscle is not like skeletal muscle. It doesn't get stronger when it works harder. It starts to poop out and it just becomes just a useless sack eventually. And you can need a cardiac transplant or just die of, you know, congestive heart failure. Mm. And the more common thing that those are the two common, but the most common is you blow out your kidneys and end up on dialysis. So there you go. Other than that, nothing. (laughs) Other than that, don't worry about it. (laughs) You understand? Uh, so, uh, and, and here's, how, here's how, the, how much did you say blood pressure seems like about again? 70 bucks, something like that, maybe 60. <laughs> and, and here's the thing about it. The, the, it's so easy to try. I'm, I'm on two blood pressure medicines. I, I don't even know I'm taking them. And, and I had just mild elevation. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to get that under control because it, even mild elevation can, can really damage your vessels. And it's the small vessels, heart, brain, kidney, they get the most damage. So the delicate vessels. So there you go. That's my medical presentation for the day. Uh, I feel like I had other things to say, but let's get to the wiping debate. Finally, everybody. And I'm going to read all these in long form. So here we go. Hi, mommies. Uh, As soon as you start talking about the wiping while standing up, I knew I had to give my input considering Christina P. claims zero women wipe standing. I'm a 25-year-old biological female. Wipe standing up, always have. It's uh, she, her. (laughs) Wiping sitting down doesn't feel sturdy or comfortable. Sturdy. Annie, can you relate to that? Sturdy? Sturdy. Wiping sitting down doesn't feel sturdy. Wiping sitting down. You can't relate to that. Right. Oh, because she has to. Because she has to lean. I guess so. so, so she ah, like she might slip balance. off. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I will admit, however, after wipe at least five times to get all the chocolate off, and even still, always have to go back one more time because it feels like the shit goes all the way up into my lower back where it does. Uh, baby wipes have helped a ton, but I'll spend the rest of my day cake shit in my ass until I get home to shower. Well, this chick is glorious. Uh, maybe I'm just TikToked. Maybe, honey. But that's the way I've always wiped, keep my high type. So there's a there's a 25-year-old young lady who uh, mitigates Christina's position that no women wipe standing up, uh, which, w- by the way, we should have broken the, that survey down by sex, right? Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, we need another survey. We got to go back to the drawing yeah, board, yeah. I guess. We need how many... Yeah, how many are fat, how many are skinny, what's a male, male what's a female. Yeah, There's need, all sorts of spin-offs. We need more info. <laughs> yeah. We need more info. Uh, I'm a hairy man. No way I could wipe standing up. Nadav is an animal. Sometimes I wipe mid-poop and realize I have more to go. So if I'm standing up every time to wipe, I'd be working up a sweat doing air squats. Well, talk to Annie. Um, if this was the case, I would poop once a month. Annie, did you write this? <laughs> Look, no, fuck this guy. Me. He's just shitting wrong. He's wiping wrong. 
he's taking on he's he's contemplating the any technique so good for him no wait but he's actively squatting while he's wiping like no he's saying in order to really clear it up he'd have to do that well yeah you just stay in the squatting position you don't need to go back up to like everyone thinks standing is just you're standing upright citizen like you're not it's it's a type of bending yeah why didn't you specify that's practically that's so it now sure we need, as hell isn't sitting. Well, what I'm well, doing now in we there. need now we need three categories. We need sitting, squatting, standing. No, 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 no. No one swipes standing up. Oh, oh, I. The, the, the gauntlet is down, my friend. We must we must go to the source. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. I feel like I do what you do. I think I squat too. But I could imagine. Yeah, standing. you're getting you're getting like an angle. But I could imagine standing where it's just like well, I don't do you, know. Do it, you, it's but, the least amount of effort. No, because then if you're straight standing straight up, then the cheeks get in the way. Yeah, then, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we were thinking. That's why we were also astonished at that idea of standing up. But 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 Annie, I have a question. Are you doing the wiping while you're in the original position there, poised on the rim? No, 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 not a chance. That's okay. too much work. Okay, yeah. and do you? So you step off the toilet. We're going down this path again. Yeah, you really. I, so, I feel like I'll hold up. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should more save emails. Guess or something. <laughs> Let me just say: do, do you once you're up off the toilet, do you then go back into that squatting position and finish your wiping there? Um. Once I'm back on the toilet. Once you're back on the ground. Once I'm back on the ground. Do yeah. you squat again to finish the wiping uh, process? No, it, like I, I get off. Once I'm done. I like check. I'm like, am I going to have to, you know, plunge this shit? Now nah, we're good. Okay. Flush it. And then I, I, I just, I stand and, you know, squat like he's saying. Um, but in like on, in the air, not like, you know, squatting over the toilet. Like right. Squatting. An animal would yeah. do that. Of course not. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I knew you would say that because the, the toilet hole is where the snake might come up and bite your ass, right? Yeah. We're not going, yeah, we're back, not going there. back there. No, no, no. no. no we're, we're out of there, do that. Chief. What kind of animal would yeah, do what that? The, what do you think? I'm crazy? Yeah. yeah no, no. Of course not. Whew, again, my monocle just <laughs> fell out of my eye. I'm sorry. Okay, more mommies. Very shocked watching the last episode with Chase at the vehemence of the woman calling in about sitting down or wipe standing up. I've always been a stander upper to wipe. I'm a little woman, but I've always stood up. I definitely don't think it gets as clean sitting down. How could that be? Because she's doing it right. Okay. I love to, I now we'll take your word for that. I will take your word for that. But I think we all are talking about different things and, and we need to really define our terms. I love to divorce myself from the toilet to clean entirely. Nanny, is that you too? You have to really like move, move away from the, the hole? Um, well, I'm not, you know, super rich or anything. So I'm not bad. Not, mu- not much room. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But better access in between the cheeks standing up. Also, I don't like the idea of sticking my hand past the boundary of the toilet room to wipe any, any relate, relate to I that could, at all? I could relate to that. Why? Wait, what was that? I'm sorry, Let me ask get the doll first. What's up with you? Why? You're getting your hand into the danger zone. There's no danger zone. They're, 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 you're still a foot off the water, there six is, inches. There is if there's, you know, uh, like we talked about uh, an episode or two how ago often with the you diarrhea. Do, how often back, are you... You're getting fresh shit underneath the seat, and then if you put your hand down in that area, you might wipe up against it. How often are you destroying the rim? Well, since I've had the wash lit, I pretty much douche my asshole and then just fire out whatever's, you know, in the can. You're avoiding my question. Word. No, no, no. Word. So I'm saying a lot. <laughs> okay. It violent, like wa- the washlet violently I, enters I, me. I, I, I understand. It's, if you were it. not for the uh, the toilet, the the spray, you would be uh, destroying the rim every time. No, 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 no. If it wasn't for the spray, I, uh, you know, my poos would be a lot less aggressive. But because sometimes I just use it to kind of coax it out, then you know, I I my coax it out by be, douching my asshole. My poo would be less aggressive. What does that mean? It's it's not just you know, leaving me very fast. Okay. Because what happened, I'm pretty much giving myself an enema every time I, I understand, shit. I understand. Yeah, and you do that, you know, that thing is supposed to be used when you're done shitting, right? Not the way I Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is it, I, I missed this class in doctor school. Is it bad that I coax it out with a douche? It, the douche, <laughs> it's not an enema. That, that water spray is not meant to be an enema, but right? But enemas are good for you. Um, on a very limited basis, sure, Oof. but you're you're spraying water. So not in like two or three times a day, dude. I, it just, I, I mean, I. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, you could, you could, well, you could absorb a lot of that whatever you're spraying in there for one thing. Which is oh, so I'm and, the, a bad side effect is and, that I'll be more hydrated. Well, is it just water we're going in there anyway? So so. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know what's what you know. What, but anyway. Oh yeah, it's all clean. It's all right. a, it's all clean water before it enters the tank. And, you know? and you're sort of um, you're making your rectum lazy. Let's say 
So it's ability to sort of... I can agree with you that. You know how Ennis is sort of a ninja and he's been working it out since he was seven years old? I'm like a Beverly this Hills the, ninja. This is the opposite. Chris Farley. This is the opposite. This is... Uh, <laughs> remember I talked about patchlessness? That's what I worry about. But okay. You're worried that I'm going to perforate my rectum? No, I'm not worried about that. I, I'm worried that it's going to become patchless. It's going to become less um, effective at moving things down and pushing things out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but I mean, as long as I always have a wash lid, I could just douche it out. Any, why are you laughing? Because uh, we we just said we shit so different. <laughs> no, time. I just told him what the problem was, and he just is in denial about it. I, I know. That's, uh, we we said I said last time on the show, it's very difficult to change the dime. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, you can't even get him to admit what he's doing. You 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 tell us in glorious detail these sort of extraordinary look, things, no. and I can't even get the dime to like look, look at stuff. Drew, you got to ask the right questions. You got to phrase things correctly. I, I don't just like give information. I'm not good at that. Would you like to have difficulty evacuating your rectum in 30 years? Um, well, if I play my cards right, I won't be around in 30 oh, years. You know? that, see what we're talking about, Annie? You see this? Yeah. That's yeah, called, yeah. It's called evasiveness. <laughs> that's, some, that's somebody who's evasive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I will not answer your question. I'm going to say something no, extremely okay. provocative. Like, I'm going to fucking kill myself in 20 years. So what do I care? No, no, no. So, okay. I, actually, you know what? Because I, I have heard that even without this old people, because I mean, when I had a uh, CT rectal exam. Uh, CT rectal? Why? Yeah. Because uh, because I oh, had diverticulitis. That, yes, yes, okay, right. And so they had to check if the inflammation yes, was yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. I noticed that the thing that they had, because they shove, in order to get the fluid in you, they shove yeah. like a dildo connected to a bag in your ass. That's a, called an enema. It's a barium enema. Yeah. Yeah. But they have like the inflatable ring. Yeah. That goes around, and that's for old people that can't keep their assholes tight. Uh, it's for everybody because barium is heavy and will come right on out if we don't. No, yeah, they did use it on me even yeah. though I was super young. At no, the I time. understand. They use it on everybody. Okay. So right. what I'm saying is, I can just I, get. I, one I of tire those of this conversation. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't get enough of any. No, I don't know what it is, but I'm tired. Sorry for being okay. so difficult. All I think right. I just know too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Uh, okay, let me finish. Um, uh, I divorced myself from the toilet. Better access in between the cheeks, blah, blah, blah. I don't like the idea of sticking my hand past the boundary. We talked about that. Asked my husband, and he is twice my size and the opposite gender. We get that. He feels the same way I do, and I'm thinking about it. All three of our kids do as well. So there's a genetic component maybe to how you wipe your ass. Mm. So our house is standing house for sure. Sitting down is the weird way to go. Always keep my hand tight. You bet I'm coming up in May. And that is from Keely. All right, one more. Uh, had to wait on the topic of Browning while standing. Who does that? I mean, besides toddlers waiting for mommy or daddy to clean their butt. Ooh, interesting uh, image. Uh, I'm used, to, I am sure used to stand for wipes when I was little. Then I became a big girl, learned how to remain calm and seated and wipe my own ass. I like this lady. Uh, Elena, Elena June. Uh, I am sure, I am sure used to, wait, wait, wait. For the record, I can understand the angle and the seat obstruction arguments, blah, blah. However, Nadav's, Nadav's the after the bidet method. Yeah, because he does bidet throughout the whole procedure. We didn't know, know that till just yeah, now. Before, during, and after. God, that's a lot. To stand up and white with a good Falcon car wash anal blast sounds preposterous. He's not just washing with that. He's actually cleansing. He's trying to get his rectum to, to wipe with the water. Oof. What I want to know is how many times have these standing ass wipers had to clean Brown off the floor? Nadav? Absolutely never. Okay. Nothing ever we, falls we, out of my ass. You just don't get off the toilet. And you're going to have to Yeah, listen. like never. Like, Why do you would ever, that ever happen? Do you ever accidentally oh. shit on the floor? I don't okay. know. Do, does okay. anyone do that? Nadav. What? We have, in a, in a previous episode, we established <laughs> that you have a whip action. And so please don't, your delicate sensibilities, I know have been violated, but that whip may once in a while miss Wait, the... I think you're talking about me. Yes, I'm talking about oh, you. Oh, you said Nadav. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and, oh, and, oh, oh, uh, okay. We have established in previous episodes that your whip action... Uh, can go wrong occasionally. So your delicate well, sensibilities, I mean. Absolutely, but that's that's because I'm I'm currently shitting. But like if you're cleaning up, right? Okay, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Come on. Well, that's done. again, that's a more example of your ninja stuff <laughs> that the knob does not have. Uh, I'm obviously a sitter when wiping on the shitter. Sitter, mm -hmm, I like that. Uh, I can't understand the logic of standing wipe. I, I think, honey, it's the, Elena, it is the, the squatting wipe is what they're telling us. They're, they're telling us they're just, they're off the rim. They're not sitting upon something. They're still in the seated position oftentimes. But it's also, it's not hovering. I, I understand it's not hovering and you guys have things about below the rim and all that. Mm -hmm. I, I get your delicate, you, know, right, just you guys are sure. delicate. I understand. 
I understand. What are you doing in your mom's house anyway? Um, anyway, you better believe I'm coming up in May to observe the standing wipe approach. I don't think it's going to be good. Show me how it's done, boys, in the booth. And then maybe just maybe I'll try it out. Uh, Elena, awesome, awesome. Uh, boy mom to two and a half sitting wipers. Okay, let me get some other emails out of the way here, you guys. I, I am... Uh, hey, jeans, I accidentally found a way to masturbate by lying flat on my belly and applying pressure to the base of my penis. Some people do that. The orgasms are not as intense as the manual version. Blah, blah, blah. Am I doing damage? No, you are not. Some people don't touch their penis when they masturbate. That happens. Oh, we're going down a masturbatory. Uh, little... Whoa, 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 whoa. Some people don't touch their penis when I, they I masturbate. Know. I, I get the dove. I know those sensibilities are very delicate. Like I'm when... sorry to violate them. Like they'll rub up against something or they'll roll on something. Like they'll... when they're sleeping. Not sleeping. Like they'll do it awake. So, so you're saying, oh, wait, so they do need to have... There has to be contact. Uh, yes, contact. Oh, is okay. Their just hands. not with their hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, all right. Your like, that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yes. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> the fucking hypnotism shit. You know, I don't believe I, it. I, uh, well, that. That the dog make note of that. Hold on. Maybe, There's maybe, such a thing as no touch cummies. Well, I'm just thinking a hypnotist could probably. I've seen hypnotists do that to women. Uh, it'd be I mean, interesting to yeah, see if they could do that to a male. We have a video or two of it, but I don't, I'm not so yeah. sure it's real. Well, let's get hypnotists in here and let's try it out on, on any. And see if they could make us come without touching us? Yeah. All right. I'd be fine <laughs> with it. Right. Yeah, try me, chief. Yeah. Andy. I'm on for the challenge, baby. God, and he's the best. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a 34-year-old man, and for several years, I've had a strange thing happening. I assumed I had an issue with my prostate because I often feel an intense pressure internally, inward of the perineum, like a tightness. This is that pubococcygeous spasm I always talk about. Uh, it does not feel the same with blue balls. No, it's a little different. And it coincides with digestive issues. That can stir it up. That's true. Uh, I'm sick digestive. I have diarrhea. I'll get intense pressure there. I need to masturbate. Even if I get the intense tightness by itself, it will sometimes lead to an urgent need to make brown. I've seen a urologist. They stuck their fingers up there. Said it was a tiny but swollen prostate, I guess he's talking about. But not enough to worry about. Even did a cystoscopy and found no problems. What gives? That is a PC muscle spasm. We've talked about it before. Some men and women are more prone to that than others. Uh, oh, PC muscle spasm. Here we go. Uh, and you can, um, I'll read what's in the, let's read what's up there. Pelvic floor spasm, common cause of pelvic pain includes involuntary contractions of the floor musculature, blah, blah, blah. Cramping you'd experience in another, it's, it feels like a menstrual cramp to women. And for men, because we don't have that, we don't know what that is. It can be very uncomfortable. It can even make people feel nauseated. It can be, um, give you a sense of need to void, to empty your bladder, give you a sense of a need to empty your bowels. It can feel all kind of, and sometimes by pushing down, you can get it to relieve, or sometimes actually holding that muscle can make it better. You kind of have to come up with your own technique for it. It's, if, if it happens, it's very uncomfortable. 26-year-old male millennial who's struggling with the outcomes of dating. I would say 90% of the women who I go out with and talk to ghost me quite abruptly. Oftentimes, they disappear soon after they told me how much of a great time they had. I, I feel like millennials in particular have this strong avoidance when it comes to dating and commitment, and it makes me miserable. I think he might be right. I've never felt more unlovable and not wanted. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you heard of this avoidance in dating is common? Yeah. Um, there's, you know, I would really have, we'd have to drill on exactly what goes on in these little dating sessions. And you may be missing certain social cues and the women may be telling you, Hey, it was a great time just as sort of an exit strategy. Like, Hey, this is great. Then see us talk to you soon. Did I get your number? Uh, Hey, goodbye. Uh, that, that women, if they want to, this is something that you should learn. A very simple thing that this is true of men too, but very, but you're a male. I assume I'm talking to, uh, yes, 26 year old male. Um, women will find an excuse to hang around you if they're interested. They will just be around. Any got me on that? Feel me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. They're they're, it, they're not they're not as confusing as everybody says. They it, are. Exactly. They, they let you know what they want. It, it, exactly. They, it, it's unfortunate. The problem is your your misreading of the cues. You think just because they're nice, therefore they're attracted, and those things do not coincide. If they're attracted, they will look for reasons not to leave you, not reasons to leave you. And if they leave you, that's okay. You'll find somebody that does want to hang out with you. Just keep going back to the well. Uh, and by the way, uh, both you guys, um, have you found a way to make dating fun? Either of you or both of you? I mean, you, you know what I mean? I mean, it could, it could be fun to hang out with people and have a meal, not have big expectations and just kind of keep doing that. Just do that with lots of people. You get good at it. You enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, like if you just go into a date, and not try and have the goal be like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to take her home tonight. Like, yeah. if you just go with the goal to have a good time and have yeah. good conversation, yes. you won't be disappointed most of the time. Yes, because your goal should be to get good at dating. That really should be the whole goal. 
and if and 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 enjoy yourself and make sure you're whoever you're dating with enjoys themselves too i i've i've been chanting this for 20 years that the dating needs to be people need to pay more attention to it they need to do more of it they should you you learn not just about the other person you learn about who you are with a lot of different people and then you learn what you want and you learn what you don't want and you learn sort of you know how to do this process of dating which is, is it's a skill you have to get kind of good at it now is this is this bad advice where um you know maybe for practice for that it's just with the goal of having fun like uh you know in your group of friends there's probably people that you hang out with one hanging out is not hanging out no is no, not. no but hang out with someone in your group of friends that you haven't hung out with one-on-one and that's good hanging out with them yes. and seeing what it's like to just hang out with someone with the goal of having fun Co- correct and 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 maybe having fun is sort of the wrong, maybe puts even too much expectation on, on it. It should be just, you know, something you enjoy doing. It doesn't have to be super fun. It doesn't have to be yeah. super anything. It's just sort of hanging. Now, if, you know, you, I guess you have to be somewhat selective with who you cho- choose because people can be somewhat boring or not fun. And, you know, that, that's unfortunate when that, when that happens. And you'll know it early and you'll wrap it up and go do something else. All right, here we go. Hi, Dr. Jeans. 25-year-old female here with orgasm questions. So sometimes when I'm doing the deed by myself or with my boyfriend on about my third orgasm, congratulations, I get a weird sensation in my face like I'm about to cry. Why is that? Sometimes it feels like I'm holding back tears. I'm not crying, but my eyes get all watery. My eyes get the feeling of crying. I can't even feel it in my nose. I can't even feel it in my nose area too. Pissing may beat me, but it'll become it may. Um, yeah, all kinds of emotional outbursts can happen after your third orgasm, including sort of a an excess discharge of the autonomic nervous system, which is really what's going going haywire during orgasm, haywire, is uh, very highly stimulated during orgasm. And uh, people get, uh, just with stimulation, you can get dilation of the vessels in your nose. That's why some people sneeze. You can get, you know, tearing, lacrimation. You can get flushing. This is just normal. Your body is having a, a large discharge and you shouldn't be surprised by almost anything. It's again, this autonomic visceral system. It's not your central nervous system so much that's doing it. It's the bodily based system that's having the reaction. Dear Dr. Hitler, I'm 34 year old. You know, I don't know where the Hitler thing came from. Where, where did that all come from? <laughs> that's a real deep cut on YMA. Yeah. Where, what was it? Um, it was this old, uh, it was this girl named Danny that was vlogging and she would vlog. She would think that Hitler would only hear her through the vlogs. Oh, she was like, so she'd be like, Hey Hitler, I was on a shrimp boat and trying to get scampy or I don't know. Like oh, wow. it was, it was a whole, but you'd love her. What, yeah, do, you'd want to meet her. Pull <laughs> some of those. Yeah, I know. Pull some of those up. Uh, uh that's going to be a little, I mean, no, I let me write this before. minute. Yeah. I mean, next time. Sure. Uh, I'm a 34 year old stage one breast cancer survivor. ER positive diagnosed at 31, four rounds of chemo, double mastectomy, G mutation, PALB2. Also a daily weed smoker. Mommy Tina said something on WMMA about weed and estrogen production possibly related. That is true. That is absolutely true. No one else in my family has had this cancer. My mother and sister also have the mutation. Did my cancer come up because I smoke weed? Keep behind tight. Uh, keep on doing anal after 50. No, no. Anal starts after 50. Uh, thanks, Helen. Um, Helen, here's the deal. Uh, estrogen does, um, excuse me, uh, cannabis. Weed does increase estrogen. It does. It also lowers testosterone. To get to blame it, a breast cancer on the elevated circulating estrogen if you're, you don't talk about whether you're overweight or not, if you were obese, um, the, the adipose tissue will also produce estrogen and that might be a double whammy that would put you at risk, but I would be more blaming the obesity than the weed. Uh, and I don't know of any data that explicitly associates weed with, with breast cancer though, because you had this genetic mutation, which is associated with breast cancer and the, um, and the, you know, your DNA repair sort of systems might not be quite what they should be. It's possible that we have something to do with it, but I don't think it's that I don't, it's hard hard to make a big issue of it. Yeah, it matters like how much weed is. Well, not even how much weed, right? but how much the weed matters is the question. Give me give me a voice message. Let's do that. Hey, Doctor Mommy, this is Major from Massachusetts. Major, I have a question about ears. So when I was little, I was always in the water, and I would always get ear infections. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, when I was older, I couldn't go deep underwater because my left ear would hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. But over the summer, I was tubing, and I got an unhealthy amount of water in my ear, Mm -hmm. my left ear to Mm -hmm. be exact, and now I can go deep underwater without it hurting. So what happened? Did the water hit my brain in a way? I just kind of want to know what happened. Thank you. Because how many beat me? You bet I'm coming up in May. 
I, 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 someone needs to look in your ear because here's my fear is that the pain was pressure against the eardrum and maybe that water ruptured your eardrum and you actually don't have an eardrum now. And now that water's getting into your middle ear. That would not be good. Uh, but he'd also be able to, f- like, it wouldn't stop hurting when his ear ru- drum ruptured, right? If the pressure is a, the dr- the eardrum getting pressure and the drum is no longer there, no, the, the pain will go away, but you'll be prone to terrible infections and you can get otosclerosis and it'll be a mess. It's really a mess. Um, that's just what I worry about with this whole thing because there's really nothing about <coughs> water in the ear that should make the tolerance for pressure any more or less. I'm a, you're, you're making the case that, sorry, <coughs> can I get a water and something's reacting in my throat? Uh, you're making the case that you got middle ear infections, but usually swimming a lot gives external otitis, which is of the canal, which shouldn't have anything to do with pressure-related phenomena. So really, you need more information. Somebody needs to examine the ear and see what's going on. All right, give me another one. Hey, Dr. Drew. I'm Johnny from Florida. I don't have Johnny. a yellow or white or brown what? question, Next question, but I do have an aroma question. Oh. Basically... My question is, why is it that we find our, I don't know if it works for females, but for males, why is it that we find our own scent of farts or flatulence mm-hmm. appeasing to us? We enjoy our own smell, but when we smell somebody else's farts, we're disgusted by it. Right. I'm so intrigued by that mentally. Like, why is, why do my farts smell like, they don't smell great, but I <laughs> I'm sure they don't. appreciate them and I enjoy them. Like okay. if I fart under my covers, I'll open my covers just to smell it because I'm like interested in it. Ugh. But if I smell Dude, somebody Sir Walter fart, Raleigh here. fucking disgusting. I don't know. All right. Just, you know, right. interested. All right. Keep so, it high and tight. You bet I'm coming up in May. Love you guys. Okay. So some of that is just tolerance, right? With it, we With time, we become tolerant or desensitized to certain things. Um, there is sort of a weird phenomenon that happens, which is that people like your, your children's shit won't bother you. Your, your girlfriend or wife's smells won't bother you. And some of that may be some sort of adaptation that we have. Maybe it's a fittedness about pheromones. Maybe it's a fitted about the, our immunological matching. We, there's a lot of theories about that out there, about why certain scents are things that attract and certain scents are things that repel or disgust. Uh, generally, though, I think the issue is sort of a down regulation or a tolerance for, you know, babies when you're a caretaker. And, and uh, you know, I had my wife on the show the other day and she was saying she doesn't smell any poop of anybody's anymore because she got so used to smelling baby poop from our kids. Interesting. And so it's sort of a general down regulation desensitization. So Now, I remember when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I farted, I loved the smell of my farts. Of course you did. Because it smelled like El Pollo Loco. But now I don't smell anything when I fart. And I don't know if it's because my farts don't smell mm. or I've just like gotten used to it. Are you still eating a, a, pollo, a pollo loco? Never stop, baby. Okay. Uh, is Are you doing anything like taking Metamucil or probiotics or anything? Uh, I've literally changed nothing since mm. I was five years old. I, I Which is also weird. <laughs> but but I don't have a good explanation. Again, it's this tolerance. You know, with time... Our, you, you do anything to our central nervous system, it, it decreases its, you know, for instance, feral children that are running around in the woods, you know, from the age of two to 12, whatever, they come back, they don't feel hot and cold. They get, they get sort of, they, things just down regulate. So, Whoa. yeah. Could it have been, had anything to do with his uh, diverticulitis? Or that my fart smelled like El Pollo? Uh, no. no, that they don't. Oh, know. that they no. stop? Or was that before that? Um. Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I don't see anything about that. Doesn't I mean, have anything to do with it. Not, I don't think so. I, mm. I mean, smells a funny organ system, you know, the olfactory system, but I don't think so. Hey, Shelby, a 22-year-old non-binary pansexual stubby mommy. What's a stubby mommy? You guys know? Stubby, stubby? mommy? Like she's short? I don't know. I think a little stocky. Pre- let's see. My dominant pansexual husband. Okay. We partake in medical play with a speculum, but recently my vagina has been bleeding for several days after each session. Ugh. This never used to happen, but I had my first daughter nine months ago and had a first-degree tear. Oh, my goodness. First-degree tear means, let's look at a first, that's a speculum, but let's look at a first-degree tear. Jesus, hold on. They're fucking with this tool? I I know. There's probably the plastic one. Those are the more common ones these days. Um, First-degree tear. You're going to like this. 
This is after birth. Yes. Put the after birth one. Uh-huh. Ah, there's a first degree tear. You see what happens? Now look up a third degree tear. You see it's a tear. Wait, the... wait, hold on. Where's the... Okay, is this what... Oh, here's here's a diagram that's explaining it. Uh, is first that... degree tear involves skin. Second degree tear involves perineal muscles. Perineal muscles, right. It gets into the muscular. Third degree tear with partial anal sphincter involvement. Uh-huh. Should, should we'll, but look over on the left. You see that tear, that open tissue there? The... It's right in the middle. No, no, the pink. This guy? That one. See, that's a that's a tear. That's a that's open tissue. Oh, you're tearing you're tearing your uh, your vagus connector, huh? Yes, your mm. vagus, and and actually, a third degree tear is when you go all the way through the in, the butthole. So there's just you have like a cloaca, just one opening there for the vagina and the anus. That's a surgery, isn't it? That is a surgery. Yes, it is. Uh, that's that's what they. That's why they do episiotomies to prevent that from happening. Wait, so episiotomies is like a, is a premeditated version of a third degree tear? No, it's a premeditative really first or second degree tear. And they do, like, it's like almost like a controlled burn. Like, exactly, because it's, it's clean. It's got clean edges as opposed to a rip. Right. Which is, you know, jagged and difficult to repair. But the way that they do it, is, it, is there, the way that they do it, do they keep the brown from entering? No, you, don't, you don't go all the way down to the rectum. You just go, you just go the, you just cut with scissor into the top part. Huh. Yeah, that's it. Very simple. Easy stuff. So my husband was also overseas for a year and just got back two months ago. I wasn't having sex that whole time. Just masturbating with my trusty Hitachi wand. What can I do to prevent this from happening? It doesn't hurt. I would prefer not to bleed all over my love every time we get freaky. Any thoughts or guidance? Um, listen, um, what's up with the boys? Bo booth boys, love you all. Shelby, you need a pelvic exam. Somebody just examine what's going on here. The bleeding is probably from your uterus and probably has nothing to do with your vagina. Uh, it has nothing to do even with the speculum or the tears. It's probably is some sort of postcoital bleeding due to the instability of the lining of your uterus. Your, let's see, your husband bought her baby was nine months ago. So you're nine months postpartum. Again, the first degree tear, unlikely to have anything to do with this. And, uh, you know, intra, uh, irregular bleeding needs an evaluation. It can be lots of different things. I mean, it can be ovarian cysts. It can be endometriosis. It can be, if you're on birth control, wrong medication. It can be endometrial hyperplasia. It can be cancer. Uh, you got to get these things checked out. Stop right. It. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Thank <laughs> you. My husband and I are considering getting a bidet. Oh, Nadab, this is your people. Get it. Uh, but I'm worried about it causing UTIs. I've read contradicting articles. Some stating it can cause UTIs. Well, they say they can prevent them. Um, you know, if you're not shooting at your urethra, you're not going to get a UTI. I mean, it's, it's by forcing water up the urethra that you get the UTI. Oh. Um, but if, and you read that some says it will reduce the risk, that's correct because you're not wiping all the bacteria all over the place and you're using something that really cleans it quite well. Uh, right, because I forget that girls have to wipe after they pee. Yes, they do. I, that's always something that I forget. Because guys don't need to do that. If you, well, if you want to, as long as we're all being, because Annie's been so kind to be completely open and honest with us, I'll share my little story with you. Uh, since prostatectomy, post-voiding does require a little wipey poo. Mm. Yeah, it's a little, little bit of maybe 60 seconds of something that never used to happen when you have a prostate. Boy, and have you ever Pretty. given yourself a UTI? No, because <laughs> we, we have long urethras, men, so that doesn't happen. Oh so, right, because if it if something does get in, you could just squeeze from the base and then get it out, right? No, you just you just it just doesn't get all the way to the bladder. The urethra is like not a not such so much of a problem. The mm. bladder is where the UTI gets set up. What's I that see. any? Uh, I was gonna ask. So wait, a minute, are you saying like it oozes after you? It, it just it just kind of yeah, it's almost an oozy, dribbly kind of thing. It, Whoa! It, and you yeah. said you said for a whole minute. First, I have to I have to do a whole sixty second procedure to get it. Uh, otherwise, it's a continuous drip. Like a stream or just drip drop? Just like not even I, I I use a little toilet paper and that seems to accelerate the process. Like somehow it, it moves the fluid. It's, oh, it's some fluid it left. It draws it out. It's absorbed. Exactly, exactly. And um, and if I put myself away after urinating, uh, it, there will be, but but the contents of a urethra uh, will sort of spill out, and that it takes some something about not having a prostate makes that kind of. And and is it uh is it urine or is it it's urine? Like... It's urine. Oh, okay, okay. It's just urine. Just it's just it just doesn't. I I don't know what it is. It just it's an uncanny little thing that um, apparently not common, not uncommon after prostatectomy. Mm, very interesting. For years, I've been doing this to friends and loved ones. Anytime someone yawns, I simply touch my fingers to the, on their tongue, and it will shut down the yawn. Oh, it does do that. Because I was about to yawn, just hearing about yawn. Everybody, try it now. I'm yawning now. We'll put the put the put the finger on the tongue. 
Um, my question is, why does this happen? This works on every mammal I've tried. Interesting. It even works on myself. I don't remember how I discovered this amazing bio. I think, Jesse, we have, we have uh, researchers here in our midst. Thank you, Jesse. I've never heard of that. Um, I, it, I still have a desire to you on. Let's see. It kind of takes it away. Very interesting. How did you discover it? I, I must interview her. Let's hear another uh, voice. Oh, no, totally sorry. worked on me too just now. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I still got to yawn though. Man, we have so many smart people just dropping hardcore it, science not, on It's not this even show. that they're smart and science. It's that they're, 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 they're not afraid to do a little research and they're observers. They're careful observers. I like it. All right, voice message. Hey there, Dr. Mommy. It's George from Chicago, and I got a question about wiping and mouth herpes. Mm. So this actually has to deal a little bit with uh, Burke Kreischer's wiping technique called the Alabama Wet Wipe, which, to simply put it, you just spit on the toilet paper before you go ahead and clean up and go on with your business. Now, my question is, let's say someone has a cold sore or mouth herpes, as uh, some might put it, and they go ahead and do the, Al the Alabama Wet Wipe technique, now, is there a possibility that they can transfer that to their anus or genitalia? Because I saw an ad uh, about cold sores and how to fix them on the toilet. And so I was wondering, is that possible? Like, and can I transfer it? You know, I want to be safe out here when I'm cleaning up, you know? Yep. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are doing an awesome service. And remember, always keep them high and tight. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, Um... Thank you, George. Uh, so it's a, that's a great question, an interesting question. And here's the, it's going to be a little bit of a hand wavy response. So here we go. Uh, it's possible. It's possible that that could happen. Now, having said that, it's not likely. Uh, you'd be more likely to transfer it to somebody else, right? Hmm. To, do, to do auto inoculation, meaning you already have your immune system geared up to to fight off type one or type two on the mouth. Both occur in both places, both occur everywhere, but it can happen. Usually it requires some sort of direct contact on the sore, but you're right. If the sores are in your mouth for a type one and you spit on the thing, there's going to be a certain amount of virus there and you could auto inoculate, particularly when you're getting to those delicate absorptive areas like in around the anus. So uh, yeah, Bert, come on, man. Think about it. Which, uh, which, Herp, herpes is is it butt herpes Bo or genital herpes they're, they're sucks all, more they all the type 2 sucks more but they all occur everywhere the type 1 and type 2 occurs in all places but in terms of location like is it like oh having herpes in your ass sucks so much more than having them like on on your dick or your pussy from a symptom standpoint yeah is that what you're asking um, like like does having herpes in your butt make like you know browning hard now yeah type 2 is more exuberant uh, if it's in a pelvic area like vagina or or, or uh, anus, it can cause meningitis in the first outbreak sometimes. I mean, it can be quite intense. Uh, and if it's really right on the anal ring, I would see how that could be pretty miserable, especially when Jeez. it recurs. That could be pretty miserable. Now, now, usually, again, the recurrences decrease with time, as does the intensity and stuff. And then if you put ointment and stuff on it? You'd be probably down there be using, the ointment wouldn't do too much. That, that's more for the oral ones. Um, and the type one, the type two, you're taking medications, Ovrax, Fambure, that kind of oh, stuff. So if you take the medication, how quickly would that clear it up? Uh, it depends how much of an attack you're having, three to five days, maybe seven. And if and, it, and and if it gets rubbed all the time, then it's probably irritating it and making it last longer. Say that again? Getting wrecked all the time? No, no. <laughs> what did no. you say? <laughs> if it's in your ass and you keep on like irritating it by wiping, yeah, then it probably could, makes it last longer. Or you'd be like any, wait, go once a month and only that. Things are good. Right. Um, yeah. And also things moving through and whatnot. But but it's always hard to know exactly what generates an outbreak, right? It's 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 not just so. And it gets different over time for people. Um, but if you take, uh, you know, once a day medication, the outbreaks tend to go away. It's, it's very simple these days. Mm. Um, particularly the uh, valcyclovir. I am a 23-year-old male who is diagnosed with acute myelogenous leukemia at 21 years of age. Now I'm in remission, bone marrow transplant 2020. When you're post-transplant on numerous antibiotics, take uh, desatinib, uh, which is chemotherapy. It's a, it's a um, modulating, immune modulating drug. I asked my doctor about if I can perform anal oral sex with my girlfriend. He did not give me a clear-cut answer. Oh, no. Uh, if you give me some advice on whether it is okay, can you give me some advice on whether it's okay and what precautions to take? I would greatly appreciate it. Well, uh, piss on me, beat me, George. Um, 
Wow. Wow. Um, so your immune system is suppressed mostly by the chemo agent. And you, who knows what the long-term, you know, sort of ramifications of the bone marrow transplant, you're earlier to, you're out. Uh, dude, I would use barriers like dental dams. And, uh, if you're having anal sex, it condom for sure. Um, uh, the vagina, obviously less of a concern in terms of the kinds of bacteria that could give you trouble. But, uh, E. coli is ever present in the back door. And, uh, that is a really serious bacteria for you with what you're, what you're dealing with. So, um, how about you just uh, put on a condom and have a dental dam handy and, and enjoy the vagina? How about that? Uh, you guys know what AML is? Uh, no, I Myelogenous leukemia. It's a whole class of uh, myeloid cell leukemias. Um, you're going to see it right here. Acute myelogenous leukemia. It includes, you know, AML, AMML. Ugh, there's a whole bunch of them. And uh, they're all sort of, that's, there it is. The, the best one is that, not the second one in the, the diagram. Yeah, that's it. These are the cells that are supposed to, you know, produce the neutrophils and the platelets and the red cells. And at various stages of their of their evolution, they can go haywire and become a cancer. So that's essentially it. And it looks like those pictures on the left. That's what AML looks like. Those are not normal cells. Uh, the, purple, the purple ones right here? Those are not normal. Those big nuclei and ugh, open nuclei. Just, ugh, pycnotic, that's called. Gross pycnotic nuclei. nuclei. Yeah, oof, that that is a bad. That is a. Mm, let's see, what is that? Um, mono, mm, AMML or something. At the age of sixteen, my boyfriend and I did anal. Sixteen. After that, I started having diarrhea and abdominal cramping. It went on for four months. While seeing my doctor, they recommended OTC meds. I did my own research and told my doctor I think I have colitis. He sent me up with a pediatric GI. I did have colitis and later Crohn's diagnosis. Long story, but I'm turning three thirty three in May. So that's 15 years ago. And I have always wondered if the few times we did have anal caused my Crohn's. No family history of Crohn's, no symptoms. What are your thoughts? Drew, there's no way anal creates Crohn's no, disease. It doesn't cause Crohn's, right. but it could stir it up. Right. It and, could, so she already had it as a baseline. She was, and then she was heading towards Crohn's. Right. Yeah, woke it up. Exactly. But it also makes me wonder, you know, a pediatric... <laughs> A pediatric gastroenterologist would not be thinking about, uh, you know, anal chlamydia and anal gonorrhea and all the stuff, you know, lymphogranuloma venerium. Look up lymphogranuloma venerium. You're going to love this one. Uh, LGV, which happens back there sometimes. Um, and so I... Was well, it lymphogranuloma? Gra granuloma. Lymphogranuloma venerium. There you are. Got him. Uh, get a picture. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I love. Ah, okay, we can't, we can't share this. We can't share this. So it's those ulcers, cool. those less ulcers on the left there. Are sort so of it's typical. like sores at the base of your dick that isn't herpes. Well, it can be in the anus too. It can be all Sick. over the place. And <laughs> oh, um, Jesus Christ. yeah, and if and if it got inside, you know, I could see there could be some trouble in there. Any event, uh, just a little medical education for you guys. Let's hear another voice message. You guys are quiet today. Hey, Hitler. How my name is Caitlin, big fan, love your meaty biceps. Uh, my question isn't funny or about our favorite colors, white, yellow, and brown, of course, mm -hmm. but Google has been useless, and this is driving me crazy. Uh -oh. I saw a show where silhouettes of different body types were shown, mm -hmm. and the host said a person with body dysmorphia would see themselves as one of the heavier body types, even though they were real thin, which got me wondering... Would someone with body dysmorphia perceive their silhouette as overweight if they didn't know it was them? And does someone with body dysmorphia perceive others as fat when they aren't? Piss on me, beat me, show me how this big tits Spartan. Brother, <laughs> love you, mommies. Ay ay ay. Ay ay ay, Caitlin. Ooh, Caitlin's a smart one. Yeah, Caitlin's a good one. Uh, I'm not sure that I can answer it with great accuracy, except to say that sometimes. I feel like that so, probably would help with the like the therapeutic process of showing them like the like just a silhouette of their body and be like, is this fat? And then they say, well, no. And then you tell them that it's them, and then maybe it might like open yeah, up a door I, for I them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people have tried things like that. Um, but it, it, most of the distortion is directed at themselves, and it's very fixed. It's not like you can address it with cognitive strategies. You know what I mean? You're you're trying to be reasonable and trying to sh you know show them. Look, you didn't see that was. Fat and that was you they would go too bad you know I'm, I'm fat 
They, they just they just are very very rigid in their thinking. Even if you show them images, where it's just like you, you guys, have you to, said this you is objectively. You have to understand mental illness. Mental illness is not a rational phenomenon. It's not that you can reason with it. You can't reason somebody not to do heroin. They know what's happening from the heroin. They see the consequences. They keep going, and then they distort, and they their thinking gets off in terms of how they, you know, sort of convince themselves that it's okay to keep doing these things. The thinking is disturbed in most major mental serious mental illness. Thinking is the problem. Reasoning is the problem. So to try to go at them with that system never works. It never works. Yeah, now, I uh, I actually have been arguing with people for as long as I can remember that, uh, you know, you've been talking about the TikTok eye for like, I don't know how many episodes now. Every time you say it, I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I got that TikTok <laughs> and, yeah. and And I've been arguing with people forever. And, and just without looking closely, yeah. have you ever noticed it? Do you think that there's like, like a, a little bit, you know what I mean? Like that, it's, that, you're, it's that you don't focus or move your eyes exactly. That, and, and he has he, a lazy eye. Is yeah. That, is that true? No. That I, I I absolutely believe it. I, I've looked at like well, a billion pictures and they all look like it and, and I think so. But have you ever noticed it? No. And you know. But but people Lions. can have Im- <laughs> see, see how that works? Uh but people can have imperfections in how their eyes track and, and how they line up. I mean that can be sort of a neuroanatomical thing ab- about you. It doesn't have to mean that there's something pathological going on necessarily. Um have you ever had an ophthalmologic exam? I don't know. I don't know what you just said. A what exam? An eye exam. Oh, uh, is that the one where they blow in your eyes and shit? Well, they would do that as part of it. Uh, I think so then. Yeah. I think so I they would have brought that up. They would have brought that up. No. Yeah. I remember asking, oh, wow. Yeah. This kind of adds up. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of adds up. Cause I remember asking her and she said like, definitely not. I'm like, all right, but like be real with me though. Like, I'm not like, <laughs> You're I don't hiding sympathy, it from me. you know, like, could you just tell me? And she wouldn't. No. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. And you see how extreme it yeah, is on shit. TikTok. You have nothing like that. I, I mean, hold right, on. You think so. you think one of your eyes is just completely crossed? Not like completely, but like it's off. It looks bad. It's it's off. It's off. Like like you notice when you see it. Which uh-huh. there, there's a reason why I look at you from the side. You know, like I don't I don't ever look at you straight because it's awkward because I know that it's not like dude, it's same, not you know visible. I mean? dude, we we got to get your OCD. We, we had a lunch. We had a lunch one time, Drew, where he like asked each of us if we saw it, and none of us did. <laughs> It's because like, like, you know, you know, when, when someone's like, it's a good example of what I was talking about, but keep going, <laughs> keep going. It's great. I, I, I'll, I'm cool with this. You know, you know, when someone like has something messed up, you know, like, let's just say someone had a, I don't know, a tumor on their, on their mm-hmm. forearm mm-hmm. and they're like, does this look, you know, wrong? What would you say? Would you say, yeah, that looks weird. No, you'd be like. Nah, man, that's not, like, not, I got this weird thing too. You know what I mean? Not me. Like, I'd be like, hey, let's get that off. That's, you, you could do better than that. Mm. <laughs> That'd be me. I, I, I get, you know, my, my radio partner for a year was Leanne Tweeden. Do you know who Leanne Tweeden is? Uh, not me. Okay, p- pull a picture of Leanne. You'll, you'll, this will make you feel better, I think. Um, she is the one that sort of called out the uh, senator from uh, was, uh, Minnesota, whatever. Okay, so take a good look at Leanne. Um, there you go. Um, anything going on with her eyes that you see? Mm, yeah, uh, she has some glasses. Yeah, I know. Well, look, look at a picture where you get closer to both <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, I can't, I can't see close let's see, let's see, maybe, let's see if we have it. Keep going up, 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 up. Okay, there you go. There's a little bit. Now, look at that. Look at her there, right? She actually, her, her, her eyes are not lined up perfectly there, okay? I, I see it in the blue one. In, in okay, the, yeah. Mm-hmm, I see it in that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're going in. Her eyes look crossed to you there? They're, they're going they're, in. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're a little... She she has an eye that drifts and has had to have it surgically corrected a few times. You would never in a million years notice it. And this is a beautiful woman. You would never notice it if I didn't point it out. And if any didn't have his fucking jeweler's loop out looking at people's eyes, uh, it's it just it's just a tiny bit off. And the and oh, and I told her when she's she's ended, she went now you can't see it at all there right. Oh, do you but, think right? that's on purpose? Yeah, no. See, that's exactly how I look at everyone because that you can't tell when it's on like the well, corner, you know. So, sometimes I could tell because what I told her was she because she got a little self conscious about it. And she had it re re repaired, and I told her I said, you know, I'm I have a trained eye. I'm looking for pupillary abnormalities that you can't see it there it, either. That's head on. Yeah, you cannot see it there, and, and then ninety eight percent of the time you can't tell. You cannot even I with a trained eye can't tell, and and she definitely had the syndrome. And had to have repaired a couple of times. So what I'm saying is, even with people that have 
measurable problems you can't tell. You know what I'm saying? And for you, again, my trained eye didn't pick anything up, all right? All right. I mean, all right. All right. I, I definitely don't believe you, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm at least I'm at least Well, at least you're, you're helping nice, me make you know? my point about uh, people's thinking and <laughs> thinking is the problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the yawn thing. Ooh, I got a fun voicemail for you. All right, let's do it. Hey, Dr. Gene. Hey. I had a realization that is going to disturb you for the rest of my life. Oh, boy. You can't answer it. Oh, boy. Drew, people get fat, and I think the Thousand Pound Sisters proved that it goes everywhere on the body. Every single space, including the forehead, which is wild, except for the cock. Yeah. What the fuck is going on yeah. that fat is not deposited in the cock? Wouldn't you think that a very portly man would have a bigger, around dick because of fat deposits? Yeah. But that's not the case. What's going on there, and why don't we get fat pockets or fat deposits in the dick? Yeah. Keep them high and tight. And uh, hopefully you can shed some, shed some light on this sausage issue. I will do that. Uh, did he tell us his name? Nope. The, he yeah. decided to stay anonymous. Okay, as well. good. Um, well, here's the deal. Um, it just proved that God hates fat people. Uh, that's all. He's, he's biased. He's, he's, uh, he's discriminatory towards fat people because at least he would give them a big hog if they were uh, suffering from obesity. But uh, to your point, uh, show me a cross-section of a penis. Let me show you something. And what you will see is... In order, it's not that adipose is uh, distributed everywhere when you're fat. It's that you'll notice there are no fat cells in this in this uh, cross section. Mm. The penis, you have to have fat cells there to swell up. The, the fat cells just get bigger. Now, right, where are just you, muscles? It's just it's no, it's not. There's no muscle the cartilage or it's it's just symptoms. connective tissue and those cavernous bodies that swell up and then skin and soft tissue. Right. That's it. No, and the urethra and the blood vessels and whatnot and the nerves, but there is no fat cells. And to some extent, where we have fat cells in our body is genetic and uh, has something to do with sort of uh, feeding practices and what we eat during childhood. Believe it or not, um, and, and so if you add genetics to excessive feeding, you can get a lot of fat distribution in a lot of places that then later the cells swell up. It's not so much, you do create more fat cells, that does happen, but it's more that the cells you have get bigger. Uh, and there just are no cells in, in the penis. They just don't, they, we just don't have adipose cells. Remember, you ha this is not free fat, this is adipose cells that contain fat. That's what we, we're looking at when we talk about obesity. Uh, 27 year old male, Struggle to make white. Josh, is this you? Uh, been a problem for a long time. I've been be a beautiful wife, almost 10 years. Never successfully busted inside her. My hand is the only thing that ever worked. And that often fails. Solo with porn, I can usually get the job done. Let's just put these two together, you know, Josh and this gentleman. Recent episode, you talk about how bike seats can mess your shit up. Yep, I rode mountain bikes, BMX, motocross in the teens. Could those years of gooch trauma have caused lasting damage? Yeah, it could have. Please uh, help me achieve my dream of joining the four Stokes gang. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. You might I mean, want to see a urologist about that. You could, you can damage the pudendal nerve. It can happen. Well, I mean, Trinique, like, I mean, this is kind of. I feel like I've heard you give this advice before. Just, yep. just get yourself there by yourself, and then right as you finish, right. just get right. That the is puss. the other thing you can do. Right into the puss. Um. Again, Sir Walter Raleigh is all around me. I went to a different school than you. Yeah, the finishing school, obviously. So, so, um, so, and I, by finishing, I mean, um. Uh, social finishing. I don't no, know, yeah, I got you. Finish. I got you. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, it is a difficult finish problem. Me off. And the fact that he he's able to do it when solo, as you say, suggested he could get close by himself and then finish it off with with his partner. But I, you always worry: is there something emotional going on in terms of interpersonally? Is there some reason he can't relax or something? But you want to start off your evaluation by seeing a urologist. Um, and they're, unfortunately, they're not really. I can't think of any. Hmm, good medication that can help with that. Um, there is some stuff they could try to do, but for the most part, it's about developing a behavior, a strategy for it. All right, another another voice message. Hey, Dr. James, hey. Anna. Um, I just was having some post-nut clarity, and I was just wondering, are pussy pumps safe? Like, can they pull your uterus out? Does it weaken anything? Um, are these okay to use? Uh that's all. Love you guys. Piss on me. Beat me. You know. Bye. You know. The old pussy pump question. Well, Anna, right? Anna, is that right? Yes. I don't know what she's talking about. What is she talking about? 
I think there's a uh, an apparatus that does what that wraps around your puss and sucks on it. I think. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. You mean like that the 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 womanator or whatever they call it, the womanizer, feminizer? Yeah, I don't think that's a pump. I think that's vaginal a... pump kit. Let's see it. Let's see it. What the hell? Something I didn't know anything about. Oh, you can get what? this on Amazon. Who would want this? What does that do? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, it, it creates a suction. It looks like on the vulva, right? Not even mm -hmm. the, enlarge and increase sensitivity. Maybe this is to help with oh, uh, at blood home, supply at home births or no, something. No, 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 no. This is to try to. This is like the penis pump. This is the same thing to try to get some. Right, but like a penis pump needs to get. Oh, this this is just to get blood in the area and get it all nice and sensitive. Exactly, I you get see. blood into the the surrounding tissue of the external ven uh, external genitalia and into the clitoris. I imagine. And, uh, you know, much like a penis pump, it uh, doesn't do that much, except, I mean, with, with a penis, you need to have the en engorgement for function. So you're trying to get something in there to so you could use it. In this case, because I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel good, necessarily. I guess this girl likes it. Um, yeah, you could get, you know, you can get vaginal prolapse if you're older, but as a young person, I don't see how that could possibly be a problem. Uh <laughs> Mommy, cool guy. It's only 25 last year and a half. My inner labias have had bad tissue that made it painful after I have sex with my husband, even if using fingers. Uh, I would say in all likelihood, you're on the wrong birth control. We use lube, but it seems to only help a little bit. And there's discomfort that goes up a few minutes. Or you're in menopause, one or the other. You're 25. So birth control, I'm sure of it. Try different creams with and without steroids. Try estrogen creams. Estrogen creams can really help sometimes. Uh, usually this is that kind of irritation uh, in a young person is from... Uh, progesterone predominant uh, oral contraceptive pills. Give me another voice message. Hey, Dr. Daddy hey, and Associated Genes. So real quick, when I have to shit, my balls hurt, like real bad. Wow. Like I just got kicked right behind the dick. I'm 30, Canadian A, and have no neuropathy issues. And I'll be right fucking here in May. You want this nut? You come get it. <laughs> Show you where it squirts. Okay. Peace out. Okay. Ooh, I have a I have a theory on what might be wrong with this guy. Go ahead. Um, a possible tessellation of the testicles. Tessellation. What mm. is that? Isn't that when they twist in the sack? Oh, torsion. No, that's not torsion. Tor torsion really. It's oh, a one side. Nuts, it's, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Tessellation. It's a new, new a car. tessellated testicle. Yeah, it's a new kind of car. I could have sworn a kid in my high school had it when a tennis ball hit one of his nuts and then it like looped around the other. Yeah, one torsion. You yeah. get torsion. Mm -hmm. It just twists a little bit. Uh, but but. He, it sounds more prostatic, right? Uh, that that his the he's having to take a bowel movement and the pressure on the prostate. So, again, uh, you can't really tell you much except that a urologist had to look at it, make sure you don't have a prostate infection or enlarged prostate, that kind of thing. One more. Hey, Doctor Mommy, you big titted animal. I have one question for you, and then one question about me. Okay. A, just curious, do you shave your balls? B, sure. For me, genital warts. What's the most easiest way to make them go away? Do you have to go to the doctor? Is there any over-the-counter remedies? Yeah. Or do you have to go to the doctor? And you, you do have to go to the doctor. If they keep coming back, how do you fix that? No, there, go shave there, your balls. There, there's actually, thank you. There's actually a, a cream called Aldera that sometimes uh, will, Imiquimod is the generic name, and you can use some of that oftentimes to control the warts, but it is terribly important to control the warts for multiple reasons. One is they can be associated with cancer, so somebody needs to kind of look at that. Um, you might want to get the HPV vaccine if you haven't had that and you want to control them because they, the, each of those warts is producing a lot of virus and the more warts you produce, the more virus you're producing, and the more transmissible you become of HPV, uh, and the more spread, the more, you know, the warts really multiplies. So you got to get them under control. Sometimes they'll use liquid nitrogen. Sometimes they use electricity. Sometimes they'll use a lot of different things, but, uh, Eldara cream can sometimes work rather well. I want another one. One more. Yo, Dr. Drew. So I had a vasectomy when I was 26. I'm 34 now. And uh, just wondering on the possibility of uh, having a kid. You know, I don't want to reverse it because to me that means I need to reverse it again from there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a way to just, you know, get enough sperm for one baby. That would be great. Um, yeah. Later. I, did you guys understand his question? I is do, he, I is do. He, is he saying, can he can he have a baby without reversing the, the uh, vasectomy? Right. right, I think he's wondering, yeah. is there a way to extract the semen without having to get two there, more surgeries? There, there is. I, I suspect the urologist would probably recommend the two more surgeries. 
Uh, but yeah, they can extract sperm from the testicles. There's a way to do that. I really don't, I'm not very familiar with the procedure and I don't know how effective it is. And I also don't know how dangerous it is, but I do know that they have procedures like that, that they usually only use in sort of desperate circumstances when there's not much else to be done. Right. Like if you really want a baby, you really want a baby and there's no other way to do it. That's what I've heard them doing it. I've not heard them typically using that technique as a way of getting around a vasectomy. I've just not heard of that unless the vasectomy reversal is impossible. Gentlemen, you feeling good? Feeling great. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Too. Oh yeah, baby. So if, if everything moves down to Texas, you guys, you move your lives down there. That's uh that's the move. Yeah. The plan. You're looking forward to it. You're looking forward? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I never thought I'd be leaving LA and, uh, you know, this is the thing that I would uh, leave LA for. So it's, I, I it's think fun. It, I think it's going to be way better down there. The California sucks. Everybody, it sucks. We're everyone, people are running it away at an extraordinary rate because it sucks. We're not, they're not leaving because it's great. It's because it's mismanaged. It, you know, uh, Elon Musk summed it up. He goes, you know, I think it was him. Just as you want to see the example of mismanagement, government mismanagement, just come to California. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's got to, it's going to, people are just going to leave. That's yeah. It. And I mean, by the time that, uh, this episode airs, I feel like, uh, this will probably be a little dated, but I, there were plans to like do something where it was like, they're, they're putting all the homeless into housing so that then if you're actually in an encampment, then they could move you instead of, right. There's something like that. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They yeah, that's probably the most Bottom consistent. Bottom line, it, I, I had a long conversation with a psychiatrist yesterday and we were discussing, she's a very fine psychiatrist, that this, there is mental health, there's psychiatric needs here that are massive and no one's making any plan to deal with it. They somehow feel that somehow psychiatric illness will go away by putting people in a house and that's just not how it works. So, um, so when are we running for governor, Dr. Drew? You know, when is this going to be a thing? Come I, on. I, may, I may think about it for the, uh, the general, the real election, not the recall election. The recall thing seems a little bit I don't know. It's coming too fast. It seems like a bit of a circus to me. And, and I, I, I welcome anybody who wants to enter that race. I'm, I'm fascinated by all of them getting into think, the race. I think you could beat Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, but I don't know that I want to run against her necessarily. You, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I'm not up for it right now. I'm just not. I, I, That's you, fair. you saw what happened when I tried to get on that uh, LA County Board of Supervisors, uh, uh, LA County Homeless Commission. And people freak out when a doctor, they have, they have things going on in the streets that are killing five people a day in LA County and not one physician looking over the services that are supposed to be managing these illnesses. So uh, draw your own conclusions. All right. Listen, I appreciate everybody. We appreciate the voicemails immensely. Booth boys, thank you so much as always for being a part of this. We love the emails, the voicemails. Again, it's 818-253-1693 and drgrefkedark at gmail.com. Support the people that support us. You might want to check me out. I'm doing a bit of TikToky now. And so you can find me on TikTok and also Instagram. The Instagram is at Dr. Drew Pinsky. The TikTok is at Dr. Drew. The, um, where else should we check you out? YouTube, YouTube slash Dr. Drew. We're doing some streams and interviews and stuff there. You can check them out there. I will see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.